0: Day again. So happy Tuesday, Mona. It's good to be back with you.
1: It's been a while. Likewise. How are you?
0: Well, thanks for sitting in for me and filling in uh, while I was doing other things. But it's good to be back, sort of.
1: <laughs> likewise, likewise.
0: You're telling me this avoiding the news thing is now a thing that...
1: Yeah. So there's an article in the paper about, you know, studies that journalism think tanks have put out showing that That avoiding the news is a thing that uh, they've found that it's, you know, notable that there are people who their entire lives used to be very, very avid news consumers and, you know, read the paper in the morning and then listen to NPR or, or, or talk radio or whatever and watch CNN. And now they are finding themselves backing away and they're finding that it's just too upsetting and depressing to be that. Plugged in to the news. And
0: I understand the temptation, but could you do that? Me
1: too. Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. I have that yeah. temptation all the damn time, but I ask myself. You know, what does the world want from Mona Charon right now? And it's not Mona Charon looking up, you know, knitting sites, right? <laughs> Actually I don't know how to knit. I just made that up.
0: I do find myself when I when I go for walks with my dogs that occasionally I will go, you know what, I can't listen to this anymore. I'm just gonna listen to music. So I set aside a couple of hours a day. But this is a conversation like, you know, two crack addicts talking about, Hey, you know, have you heard about this thing like being clean? Have you ever ever <laughs> ever have you ever thought about this? <laughs> you know, I mean, wouldn't it be nice to be to Hilarious. be not That's addicted? So but but here we are. No,
1: no, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. I think you're more addicted than I am, Charlie. Oh yeah, I,
0: you I are. I totally yeah. confess to that. But I do get the yearning to unplug. Speaking of the yearning to unplug, I mentioned this right before we started. You know, I continue to be amazed about just about everything involving the the self immolation of uh, of Elon Musk, but this decision to trash Twitter and replace it with X. I mean, it's just like, you know, it's the latest in a long series of, you know, how much money can he burn, how fast. But you take you take a brand name, like Chevrolet or Coke or Twitter, and Twitter is one of the best known brand names in the world, right? At least in social media world. And he just basically shit hands it and replaces it with X.
1: I mean, it's like,
0: what goes through
1: his mind? So it's astounding. I mean, you know, by the way, I mean, there are... Lots and lots of legal cases that involve, you know, one, like the buyer of a company who in the contract is required to in future, you know, control the company or, or run the company in such a fashion as not to damage its good name, you know, because the name has real if financial the name value. Is important. And by the way, even Donald Trump, I mean, how did he make a lot of money over the years? He just marketed the name Trump. He didn't build the things in many cases, in most cases. He just marketed the name. And so a name is is a real thing in the world of business. And for Elon Musk, supposedly business genius Elon Musk, To destroy the name Twitter is just another one of those head-scratching moments where you think, is he trying to burn up, you know, hold a bonfire for $44 billion? Well,
0: let me turn that around and think, okay, let's assume that that Elon Musk did decide, okay, I'm going to buy Twitter and I'm going to destroy it. I'm going to burn it to the ground. What would he have done differently? (laughs) 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 Yeah. If he'd set out like, I'm going to do everything possible. The problem, of course for his shareholders is that You know the collateral damage uh, has to be. People are looking at it at say Tesla and going, "Yeah, would I actually get in a self-driven car uh, from a company owned by Elon Musk? Would I really want to ride a rocket owned by Elon (laughs) Musk?" I mean, there is a there's fallout.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like he's getting close now to the people who marketed that submarine for the Titanic or submersible. Yeah, they were supposed to be geniuses too. (laughs) And you know what? I suspect I can't prove this, but just on my own from my own experience, I suspect that there are even more that the fall off in use of Twitter, we know the advertisers are bailing in rows, but but the fall off in uses of Twitter is probably even more dramatic than we realize. But it's there's so many people, and I put myself in this category, who have just sort of a muscle memory of, you know, yeah. going to the site that, you know, you just find yourself doing it and then you're like, wait a minute, what what am I doing here? I'm out, you know? And so the stampede away could be even more rapid later. We'll see.
0: I think so. I mean, I'm, I'm over on, on threads, which I find uh, difficult to use. Me um, too. I'm, I'm, no I'm a little desktop. bit disappointed. Well, that, that's right. I mean, the, the lack of a desktop would certainly suggest that they rolled this out without being really ready for prime time, even though there was this uh, tremendous appetite. So they, they racked up 100 million new users, but apparently usage has fallen off. And I certainly found myself, I, I thought, is this going to be the new Twitter? And I would like something to be the new Twitter. I'm just yeah. not sure that Threads is there yet. I mean, it's been it's been a while. I just have a hard time using it especially Mm -hmm. with the lack of a desktop. I mean, so there's a first world problem.
1: Well, yeah.
0: Well, speaking of being news addicts, let's talk about, um, obviously, two things in the news. We're on indictment watch, waiting, 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 whether it's today or not, it's going to come, right? I mean, Jack Smith is going to drop something. George is going to drop something. And then we get this new New York Times poll showing that the twice impeached, twice indicted former president, I could extend that sentence for like 10 minutes now, is tied with Joe Biden in the polls. He dominant in Republican primary, and is 43-43. Talk me off the ledge here. Talk me off the ledge, Mona. Okay, here
1: we go. Here we go. <laughs> I'm going to talk you. I'm going to try. You are. I mean, the, yeah, you have Thank a you know you have a nest on the ledge, Charlie. So I'm not <laughs> sure that I can really. <laughs> oh, that's, that's harsh, but
0: true. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. So first of all, the uh, very perspicacious Harry Enton of CNN has pointed out that while polling about the primary at this stage of the race is indicative of something polling about the general election this far out is really not we can take heart from that polling about the general election not that reliable this far in advance okay still on the ledge okay i know i know i know you've nope. got your little feathers and you've got yep. your yep. your yep. string and yeah okay just come on
0: i just want to go back in the window All just help right. help me here
1: so also buried in this poll not not really buried and reported in this poll is this sentence, most of the Republican electorate either doesn't strongly support Mr. Trump in the primary or doesn't support him at all. Okay, I'm going to read that again. Most of the Republican electorate either doesn't strongly support Mr. Trump in the primary or doesn't support him at all. Okay, now here's this. There's a second group of voters Mm -hmm. who are 25% of the primary electorate who aren't even considering voting for Trump, about 37%. That
0: is a non-trivial number. Okay, I do do take some hope. I am willing to grasp that with with at least one hand. 25% of Republican voters basically say never Trump, just not even thinking about it.
1: Correct. Let me underline this with marker, okay? These voters tend to be educated, affluent, moderate, and they're not just Trump skeptics. They are... Adamantly opposed, they say he committed crimes and they will not even back him in the general election against President Biden. Mm-hmm. Wow. Those people could be the saviors of our country.
0: I think so. And and that's why, I mean, you know, sort of a digression. That's why I'm I'm actually quite grateful, more so than some of our colleagues. I'm, I'm very grateful what Chris Christie and Asa Hutchinson and Will Hurd are doing. I because agree. they are taking the fight to Trump. They are saying that it's not just about electability. He is fundamentally unfit for office. They're all never Trump, never again Trump at this point. And most importantly, they are talking to that segment of the electorate that segment of the electorate that may be decisive in these key states in what could be a close presidential election.
1: That's right. And so
0: it is not irrelevant that they are going to stand on the stage and say things that we have been saying to one another for seven years or that would be considered almost boilerplate on MSNBC or CNN. But they are speaking to Republicans, many of whom are in that category. So for the people who believe that never Trump is this, you know, insignificant asterisk, that twenty-five percent number is important. So you're helping me here. Okay, this is good.
1: Okay, so you've come into the kitchen mm. off the ledge. Nope. Oh. No, 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 no. No, just
0: just have, have the foot. Have oh, the foot okay. in. All right. Okay. To listen to the rest of this episode of Just Between Us, become a Bulwark Plus member today.